It's no accident that after three years of ministry around the Sea of Galilee, Jesus arrives in the districts of Jerusalem one week before the Passover feast. That is by plan. For Christ is the Passover lamb. So one week before the Passover feast, Jesus arrives in Jerusalem. He stops in Bethany and at the Mount of Olives. And there he directs his disciples to go into the city of Jerusalem. He enters the city of Jerusalem as the son of David, as the fulfillment of the promise to the line of David. And he goes as the son of God to fulfill the promises of the temple where God would dwell with mankind. He goes to fulfill both promises of Jerusalem as the city and as the place where God dwells. He arrives there and he enters as a king. They go into the city, they grab the colt, and Jesus rides it as they spread the palm branches and worship him as God and as king. Though we start out with this joy of the hosannas and the hallelujahs, the mood quickly changes as Jesus cleanses the temple. He turns over the tables of the money changers and he admonishes those who had turned this place of worship into a den of thieves. And though the religious elite and authorities had been long time planning his death, now they cement their plans to remove Jesus as a troublemaker. Jesus for the next week goes out of the city at night to stay at the Mount of Olives or Bethany and enters every day. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, he enters into Jerusalem and into the temple precincts where he preaches and he prophesies his own death and resurrection. On Thursday, this is the day before the day of preparation. Friday was their day of preparation for the Sabbath, which also coincides with the Passover. So Thursday is the day before preparation. Jesus again goes into the city of Jerusalem and this time he celebrates the Passover feast where he institutes the Last Supper. And he sets up for us this understanding of him as the Passover lamb. It is his body and his blood that is cleansing the whole world. So he institutes the Last Supper in the upper room in the city of Jerusalem. He washes the disciples' feet. They again leave the city at night and go down the Kidron Valley and up onto the Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is a, uh, an olive orchard where the oil would be prepared for the temple worship. In the ancient world, in these olive orchards, there would be natural olive presses, an outcropping of stone in the ground where a trough would be cut and a large boulder would be laid in the trough to be rolled back and forth over the olives that would be crushed and produce the oil. This becomes for us a chief metaphor as we read the prophet Isaiah and as we read the Psalms written a hundred and a thousand years before the time of Christ for what happens in the olive orchard. For Jesus goes and there he offers the high priestly prayer. Jesus prays that all of those that would believe in him would be in him. 
And so he gathers in the high priestly prayer the sins of the whole world, past, present, and future, upon himself. And the weight of that sin is like that boulder pressing on the olives, so that the weight of all the sins of all the world is pressed upon Jesus until he is full as the receptacle, as the holder of our sin. Once he has gathered all the sin of the world upon himself, Judas and the soldiers strike. For now it is time for him to be condemned and accused. Notice that it is the powers and principalities of this world that accuse sin. It is Herod, it is Pilate, and it is the crowd in Jerusalem, the religious leaders, who we will take the part of during the, Paso, the, the Paschal reading. They accuse him in this kangaroo court in the middle of the night. They gather witnesses that cannot agree, and they condemn him to death. Now as the sun rises on the day of preparation, Jesus is prepared as the Paschal Lamb. He is prepared to be slain and is taken upon the cross. And when Jesus is put upon the cross, he continues to hold our sin. And as he is condemned to death and he dies and descends into hell, he takes our sin with him. But he leaves it there. He leaves our sin. He leaves our suffering and shame. But he will not leave us.